Hello everyone and welcome to Next in Gaming. This is a gaming show where we talk about everything gaming, from game developers to game journalists to live streamers, influencers, and more. And this episode is brought to you by Restream Studio. Restream Studio is the all-in-one solution to go live to all of your channels at once, and it's what we're using today for this stream. Our guest today is Brandon Seekins, aka Seeka Player. He's always had an interest in technology, and when he was a kid, he worked on computers. As he got older, he got into gaming and learning about web design and development. Seeka Player is very passionate about what he does and is looking forward to learn more every single day. He's been streaming on Twitch for about five years and originally started on YouTube before he moved over. So, without further ado, hello, Brandon. Hey everyone, how's it going? Hello. Hello. So this stream is live. So if you want to ask us any questions throughout the stream, whether it be about gaming or about Brandon himself, feel free to put it into the chat and I'll get to it as soon as we can. Now, I've given my little intro speech about you, Brandon, but I'd love to hear directly from you, your elevator pitch on who you are, what you do and that kind of thing. Sure. So right now, um, I stream a lot of coding on Twitch. Found that I wanted to learn how to code. And there was like videos to watch on YouTube, which is great. And then there's those websites like Team Treehouse and then other Code Academy that helps you learn how to code. But I thought, how cool would it be to learn how to code on Twitch? And so I went and did some research. I found that there was a category called science and technology. And I did a stream one day called learning JavaScript. and like 50 people showed up and they were like, we want to help. And I'm like, wow, okay, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I do right now. And basically how I got started was I started wanting to do streaming a very long time ago, but I never had the hardware to do it. I remember I had this MacBook Pro and I attempted to do a stream with this black magic capture card and Wirecast, I believe was the software <laughs> at the time. And yeah, it didn't work out at all. And then around 2015, I finally got my first gaming computer off Craigslist. They posted and said, hey, listen, I got a computer for my family. I don't want to do streaming anymore. And it came with like a nice microphone and everything. And I didn't even know what I had at the time. So I ended up getting that and I started out on YouTube gaming because it was brand new. And I wanted to give that a try. And then around 20, I would say late 2016, 2017, I transitioned right over to Twitch. And that's how it got started. It's a great story. Honestly, it's uh, it's commendable that you would live stream coding. I've definitely thought about it in the past because I've dabbled a bit in coding. But honestly, I am way too afraid that you'll get people in the chat and being like, what are you doing? Why are you using, why are you typing it in there instead of using a function? Or why aren't you closing with commas? I don't think I could handle that. I, I do get that a lot because when you come to my stream, I don't think you're going to learn how to code, but I always say you're going to learn what not to do in coding. So <laughs> yeah, I do tons of things like that. So sometimes I'll write a function and it's definitely not the correct way to write a function. I remember when I started off in React, I was like, what's a component? There was a ton of things I was just learning, but the great part about it is the community, especially like in science and tech, they're all there to help you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's an amazing experience to be able to connect with other developers and your viewers that are there to help. They're rooting you on. They want to help you learn. So it's an amazing experience and I'm glad I'm doing it. That's awesome. Speaking of viewers, let's mention a couple who have joined us here in the chat. We have Bram who's saying, yo, Holler, John Wyatt, and Tommy Gun Two Wheels. Anybody else who's in chat, feel free to let us know where you're joining from. I'm currently in Niagara Falls myself. Where are you about, Brandon? 
I, I live in Florida at this time. Yeah, so definitely let us know where you guys are uh, joining from. So I know we. my first question was, how did you get into streaming and what decided you to get into streaming? But honestly, you answered that perfectly in the elevator pitch. So I'll jump right over to what's the biggest lesson that you learned during the last five years that you've been streaming on Twitch? And I think you said you originally started on YouTube as well. So what's the biggest lesson you've learned throughout this like long career of yours? I think what's really important that it's really important to do what you'd love to do to be very passionate about it. Don't just stream something because it's popular at the time or anything like that. Really stream things that you're passionate about and that you really enjoy. Because if you're having a really good time, so are your viewers. I think another very important thing is to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, both mentally and physically. Streaming can sometimes be, especially if you're working a full-time job like I do, or you're taking care of family members, it, streaming can add on to that. And there's only so much bandwidth that you have. So it's very important that you're also taking care of yourself. So those are like the big lessons. Yeah. And I feel especially during the last year with COVID-19 and, and everything that's happened, there's been almost like this increased huge focus on mental health. And we saw at the beginning of the year, people who got super rapidly popular on TikTok burning out and making long videos about that. And I think it was probably about two or three years ago that we started hearing about that on YouTube. So I totally agree. Taking care of your mental health, doing it for you, not forcing yourself is is a great lesson to take home there. Yeah. Now you've been streaming for over five years. So I'm sure you've picked up some tips on how to increase your social following on both Twitter, Facebook off of the stream, and then on the stream right on Twitch. What are some tips that you have for for people joining us here from all over the place, Missouri, Houston, Michigan, on how you can grow yourself in those social platforms? Sure. The biggest thing to do is make sure you're active on a lot of those. So if you don't have an account, obviously go make an account make sure you get your username or else you'll have to use a little underscore like me. Although I think I actually have the other Instagram one, but I can't remember the login. So that's okay. <laughs> so I have two maybe. You stole know. the name from yourself basically. I did, yeah. Like, <laughs> I wrote a message to him like, hey, can I have my username? And he never responded. So I don't know <laughs> this guy. But yeah, no, it's really important to make sure you're on those uh, platforms. But there, the great thing I love about today's technology is remember back in the day when you just have to log into each of those and then individually post, hey, I'm live on to any of the platforms. And then it, it took it five, 10 minutes just to get started doing that. Now there's so many amazing tools out there that let you connect all your accounts into one spot and mm -hmm. one post goes out to all of it. So utilizing tools like that. And then when you're doing things offline, I think it's really important to build your community, especially when you're streaming. Discord is a wonderful tool to build your community. You can create your server, you can invite people, make sure you're putting your Discord link in your channel description with all your socials. So those basically those channel information tabs are very important. So make sure those are filled in. People always wanna learn about you when they show up to your channel. And sometimes they don't get an opportunity to ask you in the chat, especially if it's very busy. But if you have that information right down on the panel, when they get there, they can scroll down and go, oh, okay, here's some information. Just like a little bit of info about who you are and how they can get a hold of you off stream. And speaking of mentioning viewers who are talking in the chat, we just got a question in about your first answer that you gave there, which was really glad you mentioned mental health aspect. Would you mind sharing some of your strategies that help you take the load off as a streamer and juggling the rest? Because you mentioned you had a full-time career and also your streaming and Geek Beacon and all these other things. So how do you juggle all of it? That, that's a really good question yeah because i start my day off at about 4 5 o'clock in the morning and i run right to the gym so that's the first place i do i get up make coffee run to the gym so i do a workout and i find 
doing that really helps relieve a lot of stress. It really does. I try to stay extremely healthy. And then a lot of the times what I enjoy doing is just like finding something that I like to do when I'm not streaming. I love music. I'm very passionate about music. I love to listen to everything. I'll listen to everything from Beethoven up to Slipknot. I like, I listen to everything. <laughs> and I find just like relaxing and doing what you enjoy doing is a great way to keep you focused. You know what I mean? And, and it, it just, sometimes, especially when you're, there's a lot of work and stuff like that, you feel really overwhelmed. And sometimes it's just nice to like relax, just clear your mind and do something that you like to do. Even if it's for a walk every day, go for a half an hour walk down the road or whatever you want to do. Just make sure you're just taking care of yourself and you just clear your mind and just get rid of the stress. And then I think there's this app called Calm. I haven't used it, but I hear it works <laughs> wonders. So I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, really taking the time for yourself and, and just being alone rather than being online and in front of people and talking to people all the time, just those time alone is really good. Which kind of actually brings me to the next question. You've talked a bit about your career and a bit about what you do and how to increase your social following. But what are some opportunities that gaming streamers watching us now, what sort of opportunities do you think they're missing out on that they might not be taking full advantage of and taking full advantage of this might help them to grow their career in the future? Sure. I think knowledge is power. At the end of the day, because it's funny, because thinking back when I first started learning how to stream to today, the amount of like resources available now is yeah. amazing. Back when I started, I said Wirecast was like the only thing for a Mac back then, really. OBS was on. So there's tons of great resources and tools. Most platforms nowadays have a creator bootcamp area where you can go and learn from other streamers that have been in the industry for a really long time. There's YouTube videos on, there's so many amazing YouTube videos of like how to get started streaming, how to install the software, how to get your notifications to work. So there's a lot of great resources out there. And then there's uh, like Pipeline GG, they're brand new. So they're a platform where you can go through like a quest of like how to become <laughs> a streamer. So there's a great, great resources out there. And I think it's really important to collaborate as well. I think collaboration is very important. So talking to other people who have been there and done that, like what we're doing right now, this is a great resource right now mm -hmm. because people can, I want to get started. What should I do? You know what I mean? So stuff like this is really good too. And I was going to say that as well, that back five years ago, we didn't have streams about people streaming to teach you how to stream or these massive uh, archives online of, of people who, who show you how to do literally everything from setting up your lights to setting up your video equipment to go picking your game to all of those things. I guess that kind of brings me to my next point. When you are streaming to either multiple channels or one channel mm -hmm. at, the, at once, how do you think exclusivity or those partner agreements that some streamers are signing can play into their growth as a streamer? Sure. That's a really good question. So this one, so if you're getting started, I think it's a great opportunity to use a tool such as Restream right here to really get out there. You know what I mean? If you're fresh to streaming, this is a great opportunity to figure out what platform works for you and what it, and get an idea of where you're seeing success and where you're not right now, especially today. There are so many platforms. If we go back five years, 
There wasn't yeah. a lot. There really wasn't. And through the years, some have come, some have gone. But like right now, there's Facebook Gaming, Twitch, YouTube, DLive, Trovo's brand new. There's so many platforms now. It's really overwhelming. It's mm. where do I get started? Do I go here? And then if you go there, you're like, maybe I should have went over here. So I think when you have an opportunity to use a tool like Restream, it's great because you get to get yourself out there and you get to try out the different platforms and see what works best for you. And I definitely agree with all that. And I, I also think that we've seen platforms like Beam come, change into Mixer, get purchased by Microsoft, and then suddenly it's gone. And we saw a lot of creators online struggling, like, where am I going to go? Am I going to go to Facebook? Am I going to go to Twitch? What am I going to do with that audience? So I think multi-streaming and streaming to multiple platforms can help almost not fully alleviate that. But if you use one, if you lose one of five channels versus your only channel, it makes a, a difference, right? Yes. So I know we, just before we got started, we were talking about the new microphone that you got, the XLR microphone, which sounds fantastic, by the Thank way. You. <laughs> so speaking of that, what do you think the most important piece of equipment is that a streamer could have, whether it be from equipment in person, lights, camera, microphone, or even equipment in the software sense? That's a hard one because like each piece <laughs> of equipment really, it all comes together to help build and make your stream better in production. So mm -hmm. like originally I was like, in my mind, I'm thinking microphone would be good. You want to make sure you have good audio when someone comes to your stream, but they want to see you. So you should have a good camera. Mm -hmm. uh, but honestly, I think the most important piece of equipment would either be a, an external monitor or a tablet or some kind of like phone so you can see your stream as you're streaming. I think that's key piece of equipment. It's something that you can view your, your stream and your chat on. Cause that way, if you only have one monitor and you don't see your chat and there, someone's trying to talk to you and interact with you and you're missing it, they're gonna go away. You know what I mean? They're gonna, oh, he, mm -hmm. they don't wanna talk to me. So I'm just gonna leave. I think having some kind of like display to help you see your stream and plus if your stream goes down, you'll know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I think something like that's really important. Yeah, I completely agree there. Having a second monitor, even now I'm using two monitors, one to keep an eye on the chat, yeah. to have this conversation and control it. I don't think I could even squeeze all this into one monitor. I know there are streamers out there who do try to stream on one monitor and they use chat overlays, which can be mm -hmm. a bit of a struggle because sometimes games will just say, I'm the most important and they'll sit yeah. on top of everything. Definitely agree with you there. For anybody joining us now, I'm just going to do a quick reintroduction of you and what the show is. This is Next in Gaming, a live show where we talk about all things gaming, from gaming streamers to game developers and more. My, my guest today is Brandon, also known as Sika Player. He has a keen interest in technology and has been a streamer for over the past five years, usually streaming JavaScript and web development, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you can catch him over on, I have your Twitch here. Is that the best place to send people? Yes, definitely. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Sika player. Perfect. I'm going to put that on screen right now so everybody can see it. And if you're listening to this after in the podcast, I'll put it in the show notes. So there's that there. Oh, That's you. correct. No worries. So getting back into the questions here, we'll jump over to how do you choose what games you're going to stream? I know you said you're going to stream mostly coding, so we can even change that a bit. And how do you stream? How do you decide what to stream, what you're going to code that day, what game you're going to play? How does that decision process uh, happen? That's a really good question. I really, so 
I only stream what I really enjoy or what I want to learn. So for instance, one week or even maybe for a whole month, we're doing like React coding. And then one day I'm like, you know what? I want to learn Unity, game development. So I download Unity and I go, that's what I'm going to stream tonight. But I try to stream things that, again, this kind of goes back to what I said earlier. You must be streaming something that you really enjoy because if you're not having a good time, your viewers are not going to be having a good time. So if I usually try to find a game that I really like, I've streamed Portal 1 and 2 on stream so many times, it's not even funny. And I just enjoy it. It's a really good game. So I don't mind restreaming it over and no pun there with the restream, but um, <laughs> over and over again. And then when it comes to things like coding, like I said, I wanted to learn JavaScript one day. So I was like, I'm going to stream it. We'll see what happens. And yeah, here we are now. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with that. Just finding your, they, as we've had guests on the show before, there's riches in the niches. Find your niche or your niche and, and go with that. It's a best way to make sure you're doing something that you enjoy. Did you mention how you'll go from like React for a week and sometimes you'll just change it up and stream what you want. Within that, what sort of techniques are you using to make sure that your audience is coming back for each stream that you have and possibly even going further to follow you on social media to, to connect with you there as well? And so what I try to do in my streams is, and this can be somewhat difficult, especially with anything with programming or game development where you need to be like very focused on what you're doing. I spend a lot of time interacting with my chat. So I'll sometimes do a line of code and then I'll look over at the chat and the next thing we're 30 minutes deep into a off topic conversation. <laughs> we haven't touched the line of code in 30 to 45 minutes. And that does happen. I think being very interactive with your viewers is very important. So whether that's on stream or off stream, and I think keeping um, in contact with them is a great way to bring them back. And I think it's really important to have a very good, I would say personality when you're interacting with people, definitely. And would you say when you're interacting with people on your stream, you're almost letting them take control of your stream in a way where it's, you're not like, no, we can't talk about that. My show's about coding. You're more like go with the flow kind of thing. Oh yeah. So we go off on 30, 45 <laughs> minute tangents on, I think one day we're talking about like how the galaxies are going to billions of years from now collide with each other, you know, stuff like that. And yeah. we started off learning about how to build a function. I don't, so it's fun things, like, but that's what I love about streaming is mm -hmm. the interactivity. It's amazing. And I think that's a lot of what the audience is really craving too, because you don't get that from traditional media. If you're going to go watch a YouTube video or you're going to, which is not really traditional media, but if you're going to go watch YouTube mm -hmm. or you're going to go watch TV, there's very little you can do outside of use the hashtag on Twitter versus live stream chat where you have everybody right there. You can mention their names, take questions, all that kind of stuff. So I completely agree with that. So we touched on multi-streaming a bit before we jumped into the, the stream, but I did want to ask you, have you had a chance to try multi-streaming? And if you have, would you recommend it to a new streamer who's looking to start in the streaming space? Yes, I have a few times and it's really neat, especially if you're brand new. Like I was saying earlier, I think if you're fresh to streaming or even getting started or you're still a little new to streaming, it makes sense to like try to get out there, try out the different platforms, see what works for you, what doesn't. Maybe one platform is really good and you're like, you know what, I'm seeing most of my viewers there. I like a lot of their features. Maybe, it, I think it really allows you to try out different things. You know what I mean? It's like when microphones, for 
I mm-hmm. needed to try it, so I tried about two or three of them, and then I finally found one. So it's kind of nice being able to try different things out. And I think that's what I really love about the multi-streaming platforms, is they allow you to do that. And they allow you to do it in one spot instead of setting up. Because remember back in the day for multi-streaming, you had to create multiple stream insta- instances and then run it. Then your CPU would go, and then the whole stream would probably create stuff like that. Take down the network because you're just using so much bandwidth at once yes. kind of thing. Yeah, I completely agree. This kind of brings me to my last question, and then we can maybe take some questions in the chat if anybody's got some questions stirring around in their head there. What game are you most looking forward to this year? Because we've got a ton of new games that are coming out this year. So I want to know what, what one you're most excited about. So I started to play Cyberpunk, and then there was a lot of issues with it. Yeah. So unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't get too far into it. So I definitely want to finish it. And then Control is another one. So what I do is I have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So I get it for my console and for the PC. And the great part about that is it gives me a ton of games to try out. Mm-hmm. Whether And that's the great thing about that is you get to try out all these games. And if you don't like one, just uninstall it. If you like one, install it. That, that kind of thing allows me to try out all these different games. Control is another one that I've been trying out as well. And then I like to... You know, the new Call of Duty is really fun, too. I love Call of Duty. But Battlefield, I really want the new Battlefield 6. That looks like it's going to be really amazing. And I feel like EA does a really good job, especially with Battlefield, with their graphics. So I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, I completely agree. I've... Remember playing Battlefield just, I think it came out in 2019, where they barely any computer could run it because of how intense the graphics are. So I can't imagine what the next one's going to look like. I find that I'm probably the most excited for Far Cry 6. I'm addicted to the Far Cry series. I've played every single Far Cry game, and I'll play them again before I play Far Cry 6. So (laughs) definitely the most excited for that there. So that kind of brings us to the end of the show. I've gotten through all 10 questions that I had here for you. So I want to give you like your chance to speak directly to the audience. Tell them what you have going on, what's happening in in Brandon land, and and maybe what you have uh, coming up next. Sure. Obviously, if you want to watch some coding, you can go to my Twitch. Sometimes we do a little bit of gaming. I try to do a little bit of everything. But some stuff that I'm going to be doing for projects is I'm going to be working on some YouTube stuff, which I'm really excited for, which will give me an opportunity to learn about video Mm -hmm. editing. So I do a lot of things live because I like to interact with my viewers. So it's a different thing for me. So I'm going to be trying that. And then we got a Geek Beacon podcast thing coming up, which I'm really excited for. And yeah, I'm just trying out new things and learning. Hopefully I get to see a bunch of you guys there. Hopefully you guys come in and learn along with you. It seems like on your streams, it's a very cohesive environment where everybody gets to learn and control the stream themselves and talk about what they like to talk about. So thank you so much for being my guest today. It was a great conversation that we had. And I think it's going to do really great in podcast land because podcasts tend to be about 30 to 40 minutes and anything longer than that, people are like, next. So it's it's really great that we didn't go so on so long as some other shows I've seen that just go on and on. You're like, when is the end of this? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And go thank ahead. you so much for having me on. I really do appreciate it. It was great having you on. So again, I'm going to say thanks so much for joining us. I'm going to toggle you off for a bit. Just do the outro. And if you want to hang around backstage, I'll join you right after the show's Sounds done. Good. Bye, everybody. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us, everybody. 
As I said in the beginning of the stream, this is Next in Gaming, which is a gaming show where we go live. We talk to developers, we talk to influencers, we talk to streamers, everything to get their take on the gaming industry and, and what's happening here. If you want to connect with us after the show, you can on twitter.com slash restream.io, or you can even watch this show or listen to this show, sorry, on Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash next in gaming where this show will be available in probably about two hours anyway thanks again so much for joining us everyone and have yourself a fantastic weekend